0: In the morning, when you need the news that matters most.
1: They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it.
0: You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With granny and Bischoff. Rip them mother f-ers. Rip them suckers like the f***ing players.
1: The Las Vegas Aces lost to the Atlanta Dream last night, 92-76. to Atlanta, who's not very good, by the way. They're only 12-14 and 14 on the season. Atlanta hit 15 of 24 threes. The Aces only hit 10 of 35 threes. That's the biggest difference in the game um, in terms of points scored as the Aces are shooting below 30% from three while Atlanta couldn't miss. Since June 21st, the Las Vegas Aces are 5-6. and six. I think the 4th straight Lewis is at home. Is it really? I have I not think, been paying I enough attention to home and it. away. I'll
2: check it, but they have not played well at home.
1: They're 5-6 and six since June 21st. They have the second worst defensive rating in yeah. the WNBA since June 21st. Uh, they're still second in offensive rating since June 21st. The offense has not really been a problem uh, in these last 11 games, but the defense has been atrocious for the most part in these last 11 games and we've talked about it a little bit before they tend to over help into the paint they give up some threes because of it they don't close out very well a lot of the times is this fixable to win a title because the way they're playing defense they're they're not winning a championship no they're
2: not winning a championship playing playing this way defensively they've been They've been bad for a while, man. I'm telling you, uh, I do think it's four straight losses at home. Becky Hammond was happy after the game last night. Did you see her quotes? I did, yes. Oh, man. Individual, playing for the playing for individual stats. No one no they one the They wanted it easy on offense. They wanted it easy they, on offense. I love Becky Hammond. Man, <laughs> even after losses, she's like that. Or, excuse me, even after wins, she's like that. I, I just, it, It's great. It's great how honest she is. They The early part of the year, when they got off to
1: um, – they they were like what 18 and 2 or something like crazy or uh, 12 or 12 and 2 start i think they were best team in the league on offense and they were i think fourth or fifth in defensive rating like they weren't a good defensive team but they were slightly above average and that was going to be good enough right if you they could outscore some minor right, they, de- just they could people. outscore some minor right, defensive exactly. problems but now they're having major defensive problems now it's become oh wow they they can't stop anybody i mean atlanta's not very Atlanta's good horrible and scored 92 points yesterday i and just and went up big it's just i mean it, they it, ran away well, oh yeah yeah and they, they had a huge lead in the first quarter and then the rest of the game was somewhat even but like this is a team that at the start of the year, first 10, 12, 15 games was oh wow, the Aces are far and away the best team in the WNBA. And we we're like, "Oh, are they going to have uh, enough depth? Like they're an injury away from being a, a problem, but if they're healthy, they're going to win the title." And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, "I don't know if they're winning a single series." Like the way they play, they're playing defensively like it's it's bad. Like yeah. it's not just like, "Oh, they're below average." They're they're like almost the worst in the league recently defensively, and I don't know how they fix that because it's Personnel-wise, they can't make a lot of changes. And until Becky Hammond makes some sort of scheme adjustment, which she hasn't really done yet, I don't know what changes for them defensively.
0: That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. (laughs)
1: All right, this is from Mike Florio uh, on Deshaun Watson. As one source who has reviewed materials submitted last week by the NFL and Watson side to Judge Sue Robinson told PFT on Monday... The final punishment for Watson most likely won't be one year. The current expected range is two to
2: eight games. Well, two's too few. And (laughs) we we said, I think you and I said six. We thought it was going to be six to eight. I thought it was going to be six to eight. I still think it's going to be a year, but apparently I need to change that opinion.
1: Oh, you thought it was going to be a year? I st- yeah, that's what I've thought the whole time. But maybe I need to change that. So that it's going to be half a season at this point. I just here's the thing: if you're the NFL, two okay, it cannot be two. My God, no, it can't, God, be, if no, it's it two can't games. be two. Can't but even be, if, if they it's, won't take that kind of criticism, if it's six, seven, or eight, I, they're going to get
2: so much public backlash for that, aren't they? Like just, uh, half a season, I'm not so sure, sure they'd get a ton of backlash. Really, you think yeah. there'll be enough? Yeah. Like. Like, okay, okay, justification. You, you got you got half a season. Well, he he settled with all of them, right? I thought he still had four left.
0: The yeah, Texans, I thought, I thought the, the, the Texans. Texans,
1: the Texans settled with all 30 cases. Okay, okay. He still he has, still four, has or five. four women that have not okay. he has he's not still, settled with. Okay, So the there's Texans still with Okay. Four that are going to if they don't settle between now and next offseason, they are still going to be four cases. Well, what what, what if he through. still
2: has four cases and he's playing? I think that
1: we've talked about it that if you're the NFL, that's sort of the the fear for the league in all of this is that Deshaun Watson, we've seen it. It's been more women have come out and said, oh, wow, sure. he, he did that to us, too. So that's always a possibility. But also, you have these four cases. Pending. More stuff keeps coming out. Right. Like, what happens if, okay, he's he's suspended for six games. He comes back in week seven or eight or whatever and plays. And then in hey, week 13, there's four some more women. There's, some, there's more women or there's some new breaking news from one of these cases about something he did. Like, are you really – is the NFL – like I don't know. Well, to me, it just seems like you suspend him for a year, and if he's able to fight it through arbitration, okay, good for Deshaun Watson. But I think if you're the NFL, you you suspend him for a year, and then if he's out for a year,
2: that you, you right. did what you needed to do as the NFL. Because and it, that's an easy explanation, right? I, internally, that you suspend him for the year because we don't want to get caught here. Yeah, I I think that
1: I don't know. To me, that's just such an easy. Like decision to make is it a one year suspension? And again, if what well, you can Watson, make it indefinite, right? If Watson knows what's going to happen, Watson wins some sort of arbitration and gets it reduced. Okay, fine. Some sort of arbitration worked in Sean Watson's favor. But on the NFL, I just I don't know. I can't imagine we're getting a, a six game suspension and that that
2: goes over very well for the NFL or Watson or, or the league. You imagine a, if it was two. This is the report. <laughs> Will two to eight game, two it, to eight games, two games for everything. That can't be true. There's no way that can be true, right? He gets a two-game suspension suspension for all that.
0: Okay, I'm half-joking about this, but what is the likelihood that during Breast Cancer Awareness Month they sell like pink Deshaun Watson jersey? Oh, yeah. Okay, of course. What do you think?
1: rob manfred believes minor leaguers make a livable wage here's a tweet from hannah kaiser Ask rob manfred if his owners don't pay minor leaguers a living wage because they can't afford it or because they aren't interested in doing so manfred said i reject the premise that they're not paying a living wage he got dunked on from all corners of baseball yesterday of people being like listen i make 12 or 1250 bucks a month right for seven months right. and then i don't get paid in the off season yeah. and it's like oh somebody else was like yeah have rob Manfred come sleep in my honda Accord with me for a night and then he can tell me if it's a living wage or not meanwhile rob Manfred makes over 10 million dollars a, a year um i can't i can't believe he said he rejects that premise like that that's how how like what is he rejecting well, what's considered a, a universal truth about baseball
2: this guy also defends the A's not spending any money on baseball, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to trust anything <laughs> he says economically. He did, he said that. I, I believe he also said that. Yeah. In terms of Fisher not paying any money.
1: Yeah, I think he got asked if if the A's are cheap, and he he would, defended the A's. He was like, "Oh, I reject that too." Yeah. He, he, re- was, re- he was rejecting he, he a lot rejecting of rejecting a lot of stuff when it came yeah. to money yesterday. A lot of rejection on on what is actual facts of Major League Baseball, but it's just like. We have legitimate stories. Like, it was last year that the it was the Astros and the Nationals were given a pat on the back for paying for housing for their players. For their, for their minor league players. While the rest of the league was like, there was a story about players that preferred to be on the road because it was cheaper because their hotel was paid for. Right. When they were at home, they, they had their, to pay to they live somewhere. small per diem. Right. It, like, that's ridiculous. And then, you know, 12 months later, Rob Manfred's was like, oh, everything's
2: fine in double A. Is it crazy to think I'm surprised he only makes ten million? I, it's at least ten million, okay. apparently. Because Goodell might make and those guys—I yeah. know he's the NFL commissioner, but, and Adam Silver—but I, I don't know what Bettman makes. It's yeah. too much. It's it's apparently
1: more than ten, but it's at okay. least ten. dollars because he's right. he's not. It's the great thing yeah, about like I saw covering ten million. Yeah. Like,
2: I, I, it's facetious. i mean, being facetious here. I mean, saying only ten million, but baseball commission I saw 10 million that's all he makes yeah. I thought those other guys just and I'm just doing it by comparative to other commissioners
0: yeah great question yeah again great question
1: the Nationals made Juan Soto fly commercial to LA for the all-star game he landed his agent complained about this Scott Boris uh he landed at 1 a.m the night of the all of the home run derby um the Braves who played in Washington DC right before the break They chartered from D.C. to L.A. Uh, Apparently, unlike the Astros, they did not invite Juan Soto onto their plane (laughs) like the Astros did with uh, Paul Blackburn of the
2: A's. Uh, Just... What? Okay. It's one guy. Should we be hating
1: on teams for not chartering a single guy to the All-Star game? Yes! They're billionaires! A lot of the arguments I saw yesterday was you mean for it was that hey you're not going to pay for a chartered plane you're not going to have one guy on a chartered plane across the country like that's more stupid than just making him fly first class right c- commercial because a part of the baseball cba is if they do fly commercial they have to pay for first yeah they class. have to play for first class so i saw a lot of people arguing like saying hey it's fine that juan soto or that paul blackburn we're gonna fly commercial because first class that would be stupid for them to Jump on a charter flight, and it's just Juan Soto on this flight, looking around, saying, "Oh, it's me. And the I'm the co-pilot today." Right. So it still feels bad. It still to it me looks it, bad, right? And especially so, especially these two teams where the A's do not spend any money right. on anything. That didn't surprise us, right? And then the Nationals. Who Juan Soto just rejected a uh,
2: contract so offer 15 from, years and they might be trading dollars. him, and then yeah. they're like, "Here you go, here's your Southwest." Yeah. It was a bad look. It's a bad look. right? So I well Southwest, he better be in the A group. <laughs> you see Juan Soto, Juan your B fifteen. I guess they can't fly Southwest because Southwest doesn't have first class. No, they couldn't. There's no way they put yeah. that kid in Southwest. So he's on whatever first class flight, United,
1: I Allegiant. I guess. but he. I think <laughs> I think I'd have to go. Scott Boris wasn't 100 percent clear. I think he had to catch a connecting flight.
0: Oh no! Because he
1: said he had to wait in an airport for an hour and a half. So I'm from guessing...
2: Washington to. Um...
1: Well, you did this, but I was flying to Vegas, and and we did not have a direct Washington flight from DC to LA. Yeah, I don't. I here's. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. But he said he had to wait in an airport for an <laughs> hour and a half. I'm guessing that's a connecting flight. Otherwise, why? Where else would? We... I guess he had to
2: wait before the flight took off. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I got to give him credit. He landed at one thirty and won the won the home run. Due. He did. So good for him. He doesn't need much sleep.
0: I'm just. A, I'm like literally imagining Juan Soto at the Missoula, Montana airport, That's just right. literally being like, "Well, it's past ten, so nothing's open." <laughs> I just want to get like an Aunt Annie's pretzel. Happy to move on to the to the next question here,
2: Aaron.
1: Oh, biggest story of the week lights fc goalie abraham romero usl player of the week oh good job had a shut out nine saves in their win on sunday over rio Grande valley one nothing win by the way needed all of those saves uh lights eighth in the west which is the last playoff spot with 28 points again as i tell you every time it's very bunched up they're like you lose two in a row you're going to be in 11th you win two in a row you're going to be, be in six. like sixth so very bunched up but as of right now lights fc in a playoff
2: spot very exciting how happy is the last break? Oh. That kid's got to be over the moon. It's the best season they've ever had. This is Oh, this is the longest they've been in a playoff position, Oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, the, they haven't gone through half a season saying, no, oh, you might no, be able no, to no. make the playoffs. The, the very first year
1: under the greatest coach, Chalice, uh, they got off to a good start. They won, like, three of their first five or something like that and then, and they then just, just fell off a cliff. Winalda's team was always, like, 10th or 11th. Like, they were always, like, in the mix and it was always like well if they go on like a nice five game run they'll be in the playoffs and they just never, never actually did. win on that and then since when all has been gone they've just been atrocious like not even in consideration at any point but yeah this is far and away the longest they've been in playoff contention the best they've been like I think if they lost the re- I'd have to check this if they lost the rest of their games it might be the best season they've ever had right now so they have a lot more left yeah, what are we like halfway through the season? Maybe a little more than halfway. I'll have to go back and check. But it's how long you know, are these seasons? This is thirty-something games, something like that. But yeah, it's a it's a long season. You gotta you gotta be ready to go at all times. <laughs> it's a, it's soccer, and hell, they haven't even made the playoffs. They could play for another month if they make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, Let's go! What a great sport. Coming up next, we'll jump into some
0: Raiders. Back to the press box, summer edition.
1: That was Richie Incognito on Raider Nation Radio. Um, earlier, we heard that Richie Incognito would eat six thousand calories a day when he was still playing. If you and get called a big eater by somebody that eats six thousand calories a day, how much are you eating a
2: day? Well, who do who you say?
1: Gabe ate Jackson ate at the two bone, two rib, bone rib-, in, uh, rib, rib, eyes. rib eyes and every side that apparently Ruth, Ruth Chris, Chris has. Had. And he said, and by the way, logistical question, you've got to get them to bring the sides out one at a time, right? Otherwise- it said it took him an hour and 15 yeah, minutes. It's going to be cold. there's other people at the table. Right. you're gonna get to, Well, you're going to get to the mashed right. potatoes 45 minutes Freezy. later. Yeah. It's going to be gross mashed potatoes. Like, you got to get them to bring that out periodically throughout the the hour that you're sitting there.
0: <laughs> the under, Two bone-in rib <laughs> The underrated part of that, though, was meticulously. Oh, yeah. That means the waiter yes. came over multiple times and went, can I clear some of this? <laughs> no. Yes. I he's am still a,
1: eating. He's got a plan. A plan of attack <laughs> to eat all of that food. It's... It's a good thing he's got an NFL salary. Otherwise, I don't know how you're afford to eat that.
2: Uh, Ruth Chris, just the one bone-in ribeye is going to cost you a fortune.
1: So that's uh, apparently what Gabe Jackson eats. And again, I'm listening to this, and, like, I have fainting problems, all of which have stemmed when I've eaten a big meal, and none of them have been anywhere close to that big of a meal. Just thinking about that is going to make me faint. You know how much
2: 6,000 calories (laughs) is? Well, 10 boxes of Cheez-Its. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, I haven't really ever counted (laughs) Like, <laughs> what? Like, there's a chance? There's a chance that happened? Mike is going to uh,
1: take down Joey Chestnut in the Cheez-It eating contest. He might have a chance there. He might have a chance. <laughs> 6,000 calories. So, I, I want to get something that's not Raiders-related. Something that I need an explanation on, and, like, we'll, we'll have Sam and Ash on, and they'll help me with this, I think. Is Dan Snyder hiding from the U.S. government on a yes. boat? Is that what's <laughs> that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a Twitter account that is tracking Dan Snyder's yacht and like where it's sort of like what ports it's like just pulling up into and just where it's at, and I'm I'm confused. Like he can just hide from the government because he has a yacht and like he's he's in the water. Is that what's happening here?
2: Oh my! It's a it's an actual Twitter. Oh yeah, Dan Snyder yacht tracker. Oh, that's great. It's a phenomenal account. I thought he. I thought his uh, attorney came out and said he would not uh, adhere to uh, uh, r- um, appearing before the, uh, the
1: board. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because he's on his yacht. I guess like the, the three hours ago, Dan Snyder yacht tracker on Twitter. Um, his yacht is headed towards Monaco, and the jet is in Israel. Oh, there's a jet too. Oh so yeah, and it, you it, know the jet,
2: or the, the plane can fly. Uh, and meet him anywhere.
1: And there's a nice picture with a whole bunch of boats in the water off the coast of Italy. And we've which got one's his? Lady S is uh, what his uh, is what his is. is. Th- what the yacht is named? Yeah. Uh, so Dan Snyder is supposed to be talking hey. to the U.S.
2: government, and he's just hiding in a boat.
0: Okay. Well, he's not
2: hiding very well because the Twitter feed of Dan <laughs> Snyder Yacht Tracker knows exactly where the hell this guy is.
0: So we do have a extradition treaty with the Principality of Monaco. So, if we have government agents in Monaco, we can get this <laughs> guy. No,
1: no, no, Jared. I think the key is is that he is not getting off the boat. He, no, like, he's,
2: he's staying on.
1: Like I, I don't even think the boat's like docking. I think it's like it's just chilling in the water, and like his captain <laughs> jumps off on a little life raft and rows his way in <laughs> to, <laughs> get whatever, <laughs> right, right, to get whatever a couple ribeyes, <laughs> right? To get whatever food or something that they need. Like I think he's legitimately just trying to stay in the water because nobody can get him if he's in the water.
0: Oh, my God, he's pulling me. We should conduct all our business 15 miles offshore. Right, but, like, genuine question. How
2: long does he think he's going to do this for? I guess he's got to be back for opening day. Right? Huh? Like, not he have gonna... to come back and well, see his team it's at not some his point? team. It's his wife's team, oh, remember? True. It's his wife's team. What if the team? wife's on the yacht? <laughs> That'd be interesting to know. Who, who's on the yacht with this guy? Who, who, who? travels around the world with this guy and saying, hey, Danny, can we ever dock here and see some of these places? No, no. can't dock. I'm going to stay out in the middle of the ocean. Well, you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, go with the captain on the on the little <laughs> white buoy. I
1: just can't imagine being like, all right, wh- how am I going to solve my problems? Well, I've got a yacht, and if I just stay on it in the middle of the
2: Atlantic Ocean. How is this ocean- guy, it takes, what, uh, 24, it would be 24 or 31 because he wouldn't vote himself out. How is this guy not voted out? Like when, like when the Raiders' problems came up, when you know internally and in the whole, you know the uh, the articles and in the RJ and the New York Times and and all of those things, and they're like, oh, you know, Mark Davis and what's happening in, inside. I'm sorry, compared to this loon, was <laughs> isn't this guy? How isn't this, this Snyder guy been voted out yet? I (laughs) I mean if you only need twenty four there's not twenty four owners that say we can do better than this guy. (laughs) We can do better than the guy hiding in the guy hiding in the yacht. I mean (laughs) come on. It you could it really gives you a sense that there's not much you can't do and still remain an NFL owner. I mean We we talked about this with some of the
1: stuff about the Raiders and Mark Davis and it's like if you're Mark Davis, like you're not in any danger as long as Dan Snyder's still a part of the league. Like you can do pretty much anything,
2: yeah. and like, oh yeah, Dan Snyder's still in the league. So what are you going to do to me?
0: Nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Like, I mean, Jerry Richardson didn't get voted out. He just chose to. Before that happened, he chose
0: to sell his team. Yeah, yes. make a billion dollars and right. yeah. go yeah, rub exactly. feet on his own time.
2: Yeah, is he also on a yacht touring the world after that? I mean, well, if he's doing
0: it, he's not hiding anymore. I mean, he's just he's <laughs> just on his yacht. He can just hire people to <laughs> rub their feet. Uh, um. According to Platoonapedia, the longest you can live out on a yacht, depending on your supplies, is 200 days. Oh,
2: he's not even close to. 200 so he days. could, he could, yeah, he could restock he's, though. Yeah. Yes.
1: yeah, I'm assuming, Jared, that's a without going in, without anybody bringing you any supplies. Yeah,
0: your water yeah. would eventually go bad, and so yeah. would your food.
1: So his captain can jump off on the life raft and float to the the, the shore and get something, and he's good to go. Oh man, he's going to do this forever. Dan, Dan Snyder's going to be out there. He's going to be like, he's going to be trying to watch
2: uh, Commander. Do you think he gets Commander <laughs> games on the yacht? <laughs> if he does, he's not coming back. You imagine that if the, he got those games on the yacht? He's going to have a press conference on Zoom from the yacht. <laughs> that would be awesome.
1: All right, to wrap this up one question on the Raiders here and Madden ratings the best topic you could possibly have I love because it's
0: July well
1: I love these only for the fan reactions so Max Crosby is not one of the 10 best defensive ends or edge rushers according to Madden's ratings but Chandler Jones is tied for eighth is there People that actually think Chandler Jones is better than Max Crosby? I
2: guess the people who do these ratings. But did you see the reaction by some that's of the great. Raider fans? Oh, oh it's great. like, come on! It's phenomenal. Who cares? <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's one. Of, it's the best. <laughs> it's awesome seeing Raider fans because here's react. the thing:
1: they can they can be mad that they're being disrespected because Max Crosby probably should be in the top ten, but they can't actually right. be mad because right. Chandler, Chandler Jones, Jones isn't, isn't top ten. <laughs> <when> <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't be. Yeah. So it's kind of like,
2: maybe they just put the wrong name down. <laughs> That could be it. It's the Raiders re- edge rusher. Yes, and uh, someone have... in the in the in back in the uh, you know the control room who's supposed to be looking up these names. The first name he saw is challenging as well. That must be what they're talking about. <laughs> All right, coming up next,
0: Jason Fitz joins the show. The man does not like pie or syrup on his pancakes. No clue why we're talking to him, but it is time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz
1: unsurprisingly, Jason Fitz is not on the show. He tweeted from an Uber. Oh, God, great tweet. That
2: Uber driver was a little out of his mind. He
1: tweeted, my Uber driver is on speakerphone right now, arguing with his ex. Apparently, he went on a date last night, and his date said he was right about everything, and his ex is crazy. They're getting heated. And this this tweet thread, he goes on for quite a few more tweets. Pretty phenomenal. Not going to lie. I think
2: that... The Uber driver got mad at Jason for questioning any of this. I think so too.
1: (laughs) Well, the main thing that Jason said in here is he told him like why why talk to the ex.
2: I'd be saying you're supposed to be driving me. Why are you talking to anybody? That's true. Why are you on the speakerphone when you're an Uber driver? (laughs) Have you had a bad Uber driver experience? Not really. Okay. I've certainly had no one on the phone. Well, I no. I've had people uh, answer phones and say I'm driving and then hang up right away. Like, they didn't have long conversations, which, why even answer? Just let it go to voicemail. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what, what's the point of answering? If, no,
1: no, if, okay, if just, I, I can. Ex- I might be able to explain this for some people. My fiancé's dad will answer the phone every single time one of his kids call. He he's w- driving. W- every single time. And he will often be like, hello, I'm in a meeting. And then they'll be like, "Well, why'd you answer?" And they they hang up or whatever. But he's like slightly worried that they like might have gotten kidnapped, and this was their one chance to get a hold of him okay. or something like that. Then so I'm exactly he, like him, he will always answer <laughs> yes. the phone if his kid calls. Yes. And then
2: it's usually, "Oh, I'm in a meeting. Okay, I'll call you later." But like he will always answer it. If Bridget or Tristan call right now, sorry, you you will answer. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're always worried. Because <laughs> one, it's one or two things. They want money, or something happened. So if they want money, it's going to be a very quickly quick <laughs> conversation. But if something happens, you you want to know what happened to your kid. So if one of them called right now, I'd have to answer because I'd be so like your soon to be father in law. I'd be so worried something happened to them. Or right. why are you calling me at eight thirty in the morning when I know you should be should sleeping? They're normally asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if you should be sleeping, but you're normally asleep at this time. So why are you calling me? Uh, no, I I'm with your father in law. Okay. I, yeah, I I'm all with that now. It is funny that he goes. I'm in a meeting, but, oh, uh, he, but he just wants to know if anything happened. It's it's
1: absolutely one of the funniest things because he'll sort of answer in a little bit of a whisper and be like, "Hello, I'm in a meeting," and then it's like, "Well, don't answer the phone and, you
2: and hang up." Yes, by the
0: way. yeah. <laughs> I'm with the guy. Do we know if Jason Fitz made it to his destination? After well, that might be why he's not the answering his phone.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if the Uber driver got him mad <laughs> enough at him, we might not hear from Jason Fitz for a few weeks. A good point.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been eight hours since this tweet thread ended, so he was up late. This was midnight, and if he's on the East Coast, this was three a.m.
0: Oh, oh, Jason had a good night. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, okay. There's
2: just no chance.
0: Put put something in the it, like, put a note in the rundown. The next week, we got to ask him. hey, Man, did you go party on Tuesday? <laughs> on a Tuesday night, right after the All Star game? <laughs> Watch the All Star game and then went out and got party.
1: <laughs> oh, Jason Fitz. So Yeah, I don't think I've had a really bad Uber experience or anything. I think our my Lyft driver. In DC, one time was like watching breaking news on his phone. Oh, and, you got to be informed! Yeah, and like, I it was it was in a different language, and like I I oh. sort of I sort of tried to look up and figure out what it was talking about. It was apparently about the country of Mali in Africa. He was watching
2: this during the drive. I
1: think he was just listening because it was just a guy talking. It was just somebody talking about it. But like, apparently th- there had been some like attack outside the capital in Mali or something like that, and. French, uh, the know, French army, like that. right? It seemed <laughs> very, like that. it seemed very serious, and I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I'm just an American who has literally no idea where Mali is on a map, <laughs> and they're undergoing like a civil war, maybe? Like, I'm like, oh wow, I'm completely uninformed, and this guy's like, oh, trying to figure out what's happening in Mali. Okay, but that's about as I don't think I've had anything worse than that.
2: I'll give you one Uber drive in DC where you were. We were there for the Stanley Cup final, and there are three or four of us in the Uber. And we get in, and the guy is from Africa, and it's a long drive from the hotel into the into the city. And we're going to dinner one night, and he ha- he makes a mistake of saying, "Guess where are in Africa." So we just start throwing out all every kind of, country, every, you can every, country, every province, every, every city, everything we could think of. Kyra. and he kept saying no. And I'm like, man, I'm embarrassed right now because I've thrown out every country I could think of, and my buddies from the paper thrown out every country we could think of. And one of our buddies got really upset. Like, what? He, he, he got really upset because this guy kept saying no, and he's like, "This is impossible." So we drive up to, we drive up to the restaurant, and my buddy just screams, "Just tell us!" <laughs> and he scared the hell out of the Uber driver. And that guy almost jumped out of his seat. I mean, he was just like, it, and I don't even remember where he's from. He told us that he told us, and I'm like, "Oh, I, we forgot that one." But it's like this was a like. South south DC Africa. traffic. This got... thing was like a 35 minute right. drive into the into the barbecue place in in uh, in DC over by the uh, <laughs> over by the arena, and my buddy was just so mad at the end, just screamed his just he You could see him getting more and more mad as we kept driving, like because we couldn't guess where this guy was from.
0: <laughs> so how
2: you... and he just he scared this guy to where he jumped out of his seat, and it was hilarious. I, I do not even remember where the guy was from.
1: I love this trivia game of with Uber drivers. Should be a new it was, game.
2: Well, one buddy, when we first got in, he says, "You know, where are you from?" And he guess. Yes, like, was his no, answer. no guess. Oh, guess, was guess. His and it's like guess.
0: Do we have to? <laughs> We're guessing. And we started to guess. Well, I guess my biggest question is, how did you calm down, Adam Hill? <laughs> it was not Adam Hill. <laughs> you said my uh, buddy from the paper. It was <laughs> I, yes, but it was
2: not Adam Hill. But it made. It kind of made sense that, uh, yeah, I mean, he it, it just—it it was infuriating. That's the closest I've been to a confrontation with an Uber driver. Usually, the Uber drivers, fine. I have to tell every Uber driver from the airport, and my wife hates this because she's convinced uh, two fifteen to fifteen to ninety five is shorter to get to our house, and I would say, no, you take the two fifteen. It's a straight shot to Summerlin, because the Uber
0: maps. Have you ever well, had that where the apps? If you're like- a listener, you now have a vague general idea of where Ed Grainy lives. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that where, like, so
2: like you, are you
1: going this way? You, Why don't you go the jump way? in and, like, correct the Uber driver? I do it where right before
2: he even pulls out of the airport. You know, the airport there where yeah. you drive up and, well, are you in line A, B, C, or D? And I find the guy. I'd say it before he even puts my bag oh, in the man. car. I'm like, no, look, the Uber's going to take you <laughs> to 15 to 95. <laughs> That's where he's going to take you. But don't do that. I want you to hit the two fifteen and just go straight out to Summerlin. I'm
1: I'm waiting for you to offer to drive the Uber home. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on
0: the car, there's some really cool cars. Depending on the car, I might. Except for the fact that it would then be Ed driving. That's true. (laughs) That is
2: that is true. That'll be fine. Just the poor Uber driver (laughs) won't be fine. (laughs) Can you imagine him in the back seat, like a Mercedes (laughs) or something? I'm driving the Mercedes on the two fifteen. You know what
1: was impressive. The DC Metro, cleanest metro I've ever been on. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Like, you compare it to New York, New York's is a nightmare. Cleanest one I've ever been on. Like, genuinely was blown away how clean it was.
0: I've told you guys my New York dead body story, right? I don't think so. (laughs) I one time was leaving a house party in Brooklyn at around 4 a.m. And I'm in, like, I, I walk in, the subway is just completely empty, and so I go to a car, and I sit down, and there's me, and there's like just a guy with his head down. And I'm sitting there and going, like, just like, man, this takes forever. I got to get back to Manhattan by 5 a.m. I got to go to work. Uh, eventually, two police officers walk in, go check on the guy, walk over and go, yeah, you're going to need to take the next train. He's dead. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to... Try to text my boss and tell him I'm definitely gonna be late. <laughs> Good God. You didn't even bury the lead. No, he literally just. Hey, buddy, I can tell you're 19 and a little drunk, but I'm about to just tell you this. Well,
2: did you, get, a, did you get the next
0: train? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I was. That doesn't 45 happen. 45 minutes happen, late to Metro. <laughs> I was 45 minutes late to work.
2: DC Metro is the best.
1: It was. I feel was, like it, I feel it, like very cool. that was a valid excuse though, Jared.
0: That is also a that if you want to sober up somebody very quickly, <laughs> tell them that they've been hanging out with a dead body for about twenty <laughs> minutes.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Jared Justice and his, uh you wanna talk about being a tailor? <laughs>
0: Well, what do you want? What do you want to know?
1: I oh, don't know. Just asking because normally you you run away from the tailor questions.
0: It's not. It's literally wasn't like a super glamorous job. I mostly did fractions and measured dudes' chests and like inseams.
1: Just saying, Adam Hill's gonna come on one day and he's gonna have thirty questions about you being a tailor's assistant. That's all he wants to know about you.
0: It's very strange too because it's not that interesting of a job. Where were you, tailor? Can I ask? Uh, I was a tailor for a company called BK House. Uh, no they, where were you stationed where were you oh uh korea way 33rd uh in manhattan nice yeah manhattan except for i a couldn't tailor have, yeah they didn't pay me enough to live in manhattan <laughs> i was <laughs> gonna <laughs> say you were definitely on that train headed <laughs> <laughs> out
2: somewhere you weren't going on you weren't walking home
1: i'll tell you that i was gonna say was the job you were late for this taylor's assistant yes job? Okay.
0: i needed to be there by six because we were getting in a shipment of samples
1: Shipment of samples. All right, here we go. We got tickets to give away. Four tickets to Ultimate Ninja World Series finals at the Orleans Arena, July 21st through the 23rd, starting at 8 a.m. going until 4 p.m. So that's four tickets to Ultimate Ninja World Series at the Orleans come see the best of the best qualified ninja athletes compete in the ultimate ninja world series you can go to orleansarena.com for tickets or win four from us right now 702-364-1100 is the phone number you'll win tickets to the ultimate ninja world series finals at the Orleans starting tomorrow 702-364-1100 we'll take caller number five at 702-364-1100 i still wish i didn't get it to be honest with you but you know you gotta do what you gotta do I, I did it and I was all star this year and champion. So that was the good part, you know, just not missing out on the year, best year of my career. But for my body, I just don't like putting all that stuff on my body. So I didn't I didn't like that and I didn't like that. It wasn't my choice. You know, I didn't like that. You know, either get this or don't play.
0: All of the sun, none of the fun on the press box summer edition.
1: That was Andrew Wiggins, who was anti vaccine, did not want to get the it appears, vaccine. It
2: appears so.
1: Uh, but got it anyways because he wanted to play basketball, and that was the only way you could guarantee you would be able to play in every game. Otherwise, he would have been in Kyrie Irving's situation where he would not have been able to play in a lot of basketball games last year. Here, okay, here's the thing. Andrew Wiggins perfectly fine to say he doesn't want to take the vaccine perfectly fine to say I don't want to put that in my body. He might be wrong but perfectly fine to have that um, opinion the, the problem I have with what he said there is he said I didn't have a choice. But he did have a choice. He didn't have everyone to get, has a choice. Right. Kyrie had a choice. He did not have to get the vaccine. Now no. he wouldn't have been able to play in right. all of the Warriors games. Right. He would have because at one point uh, California, California was in the, was same, in the way, same way as Brooklyn, and he would have missed their home games right. or whatever. But he made the choice to hey, I want to play basketball, so I'm going to get this vaccine. So for him saying it wasn't my choice. He's lying. It, it was 100% a hundred percent. Whose choice was it? Right. It was a hundred percent. he could yeah. have chosen. Everyone, had, everyone had a choice. Right. He could have chosen not to get it. Now, granted, he wouldn't have played. Now, and then, the other amazing part of that quote is him having some sort of regret about getting the vaccine, despite the vaccine being the reason he could play in every game, and he had his career best season and yeah. won the NBA title.
2: What? Like, what could have? Ha- what was he expecting to happen? Like that, like he Whoa. had his best season ever. I mean, I think wasn't he expecting because he put something put in his body that something would happen to him I, physically? But nothing did. So no, shouldn't it didn't. He be, no, it didn't. Like, he should be happy,
1: unless he came out and was like, "Oh, I had X, Y, and Z problems." All of a sudden, he's right. He's just saying I didn't want to put it in my body. He had no problems as far as we know, and he had his best oh, career season. Should <laughs> get the booster well, exactly. <laughs> what does he regret? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> understand. What he like he just regrets that he had to do something he didn't want to right. do? Like, is is that it? He just regrets that, oh, I had this stance and I'm not changing my mind, even though I – like, it just seems so – Even after he said, I had the best year of my career. Right. Like, you would think there would be some association in your mind of, oh – Getting the vaccine allowed me to play the whole season. I was an all-star. I had my best career year, and I, I won an NBA championship.
2: But I still regret getting the, uh, the vaccine.
1: You'd think you'd have the reasoning yeah. to say, well, it's probably a good thing I got yeah. the vaccine. That- Otherwise, I would have been Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes. I would have been it might playing. not want a title. I might not be on a team anymore because I would have played seven games last year. Like, I just – it's incredible to me that, that that reasoning doesn't click in his mind. That, hey, vaccine allowed me to play, and I had my best career year. Um, some other NBA – Stories. This one from Sam Amico. Several sources have told Hoopswire to keep an eye on the Wizards who could make a major push for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a DC product. He may not be upset about playing at home alongside
2: Bradley Beal. What the hell would the Wizards give up for Kevin Durant? but I have a hot take for you. Okay. I'm trying to think of when, when I can. What was my hot take about uh, when the MLS was coming? I'm almost done with that. Uh, it was August. August. You said you said quarter three. Okay, quarter three. So you
1: actually have a three month window okay. there, but you said quarter three. My hot
2: take: Kevin Durant to the Suns. Still?
1: Yes. Even though they they cannot they I can't still think, trade DeAndre. I, I still
2: think Kevin Durant to the Suns. Okay. I, I, I'm not even gonna tell you what they're going to give up. Well, because okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they they cannot
1: trade DeAndre Ayton for I think it's six months and then for for some certain time he has veto power. Uh, Ayton does he can veto trades because the Pacers signed him to an offer sheet and those are the rules when you match right. an offer sheet. So so
2: this hot take is really hot. Right.
1: So it would have to be a trade <laughs> that did not involve DeAndre Ayton and presumably the Suns well, aren't going to trade, trade Booker uh, Dem Booker. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, I guess you technically could and say, well, Durant's better than Booker, but. You're trying to pair those two together is the goal there. So there'd have to be a third team involved?
2: Maybe. Maybe that's my hot take. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Still going I got a, to the I, suns. Got a, I got a heads up the other day from a source. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-oh. Can you believe it? Uh-oh. They said take it to the bank. Take it to the bank? Yeah, take it to the bank. Can you bet on it? Can you actually take it? To, you, Tomorrow, of course, when we're off, it will, news will break because it always breaks when we're on vacation or at nine fifty nine. Yep, and he'll be going to you know Miami, Miami Toronto, so, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's going to be Washington D.C. and the Wizards, no, though? No,
2: I, that whole thing about him coming home—we've heard that about this guy so often. We've heard that the Washington D.C. thing. Believe me. He's got enough money. He's probably got a house in D.C. He'll be fine. He can go to D.C. in the offseason if he really misses D.C. that much. Whoa. Haven't we heard that about this guy throughout his career? Well, yeah. he might be going back to D.C. Well. might be going back home. Then he goes to Golden State and wins a bunch of titles. and <laughs> he goes here. And he, I mean, he never, he never goes there.
0: Ed, are you saying that NBA players don't live where they play? Because that's crazy.
2: <laughs> I don't even know
1: if this would be considered a hot take. He plays game one of next season for the Brooklyn Nets.
2: Uh well he's four years under the contract, so if they don't get what they want, it's like Juan Soto. Right. You know, t- speaking to DC, of D C yeah, speaking of D C why would you rush it if, yeah. if in fact you don't have to?
1: I just I get the sense that there is not going to be a package that the yeah. Nets like. There's no team is gonna offer a package that the Nets want. And because they're it's not again, they're not losing him next month, they're losing him in four years under yeah. his current contract. Yeah. Because of that, they're not going to they're not going to rush into a trade. They're going to say, "All right, whatever. You're playing for us. Like you're under contract, dude. Like you're going to play." for you us. You said that and,
2: before. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Right. in four years, if it was one year, it's different. Right, but it's four, and I think we're going to have a
1: similar situation to Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, where Daryl Morey was basically saying, "I'm not trading him until I get a package that I that like." I'm that not. he likes. He kept being like, "Ah, top twenty-five player, top forty player," and right. then he eventually got James Harden. Right, right, which was. Better than I thought the Sixers were going to get for Ben Simmons. So I think we're going to have a similar situation where Kevin Durant's not going to be traded unless they get a, uh, the package they want, or at least close to it. And I don't think they're going to get that this offseason because not many teams can offer it and not many teams would want to offer Because like, there's a lot of teams, like if you're the, what, the Sacramento Kings or something, Do you really want to give up a whole bunch of assets for Kevin Durant, who is going to take you from, hey, you're the 12th best team in the West to the the, ninth best team in the West or something? Like, if you're trading for Kevin Durant, you're trading for Kevin Durant. No, you're you're you're
2: trading because you want to win a championship. Or you think you can win a championship.
1: Half the league adding Kevin Durant doesn't make them a title contender. It makes them better, but it doesn't make sense for Sacramento to do that. You're probably better off with all the assets you have and trying to build a better team overall. So I think Brooklyn Nets, game one. Eventually he'll get traded, but I think he starts this year in Brooklyn. All
2: right, I, I, you said that before. I'm not going to yeah. go against you.
1: Maybe it'll end up like the, my hot take stands. Yeah, maybe it'll end up like the Ben Simmons situation, where there's another team that's just in. Now some, you could
2: involve a third team to get that Phoenix deal. I think you'd have to at this point because
1: the 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 Suns can't trade Aiton, and if they don't trade Booker, who would the Nets want from the Suns? Like, who else on that roster would they – I mean, there's, like, Mikael Bridges. There's some good pieces, but, like, are you just giving them seven first-round picks and Mikael Bridges maybe?